Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go, let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! Alrighty, Crop Funders! Hopefully you guys are all having monstrous campaigns and... The money is just flowing in to the point where you're renting a, um, maybe you're renting a storage facility somewhere just to keep the cash. I doubt that's happening, but hopefully that is what's going on for you guys. So we are kicking off another week here. We've got a, like always, we've got an unbelievable episode coming up. We are going to be talking to Tommy. Uh, Tommy's got an Indiegogo campaign and his company is The Other Danish Guy. And in a few minutes, we're going to we're going to be talking about men's underwear, and we're going to reimagine it. We're going to sit there, we're going to close our eyes all together as a big group, and we are going to um, reimagine um, what men's underwear can look like, feel like, and just you know, just talk about it, right? Just openly chat about it and discuss it. So, if you're interested in talking about that and learning a little bit about the other Danish guy, that is coming up in a few minutes. After my rant, after my rant. So, what is going on here? Well, first off, we had a big, big celebrated celebration weekend for my daughter. Um, we celebrated her birthday. She will be a four-year-old next week. But we had to have the party this week, and we had a great turnout. I want to thank everybody for coming out and celebrating. And we we rocked a we rocked a, a splash pad uh, up and down. We did it up right. So that was great. And then we also had a graduation party the day before excuse me, the day before, at night on that party. We had another party to go to. It was a Wenzel party wild weekend. So we got wet and wild all weekend and had a great, great time. But um, uh, you know, but we're getting back into the, into the swing of things this week. We're kicking it off, you know, and uh, it's we got great weather going on here. I just went out for a quick bike ride, and then I realized, you know what, I should go back and record the episode. Um, so this is coming out tomorrow, Wednesday. It's, today's Tuesday morning. I'm actually recording this. And today... You know, on Wednesday, we have a very big day. Hopefully, we can talk about it in the future here, but we've got a possible merger happening. Yeah. I can't give any more details than that, but something's in the works. Pretty exciting stuff, huh? So, we'll see where that all goes. Tomorrow is um, a follow-up meeting and stuff and uh, doing some more handshaking. Uh, but exciting stuff around the Woodshed Agency. We're very excited. Um, so, that's coming. That's happening Wednesday. So when you're listening to this, I'm probably in that meeting. Um, so everybody out there, wish luck. Keep the fingers crossed. Um, we'd appreciate all of your support. So yesterday was a really odd day. And I find that these happen once a month. So it's definitely tied to the cycle, the world cycle, the moon cycle, the oceans. Man, everybody was freaking out yesterday. Clients not understanding what we're working on, not getting it, accuse, accusing us of spending gobs of money when it is just that just wasn't true, and there was just this overall panic and freaking outness around everything yesterday. On top of that, I had two podcast interviews that neither of them actually happened due to odd communication and scheduling issues or people not forwarding the email off. So yesterday was just a lost day. It just all fell into the communication garbage can. And it was just odd. And it's so weird how project creators get to that point. And something uh, I've been seeing quite a bit is, you know, this idea of branding around a small startup. And I think everybody is so accustomed to 
um, you know, what they've read or the fact that they're mostly interacting with big, big companies, you know, the Coca-Colas or Fords of the world, right? This big gigantic companies where, you know, there's very rarely a misstep with branding and there's teams and teams of people checking everything. And, and every lawyer has dotted off on, on every I and, and crossed every T before something goes out. You just don't have that in small startups. And especially when you're looking at crowdfunding, some of those errors or mistakes, which aren't even kind of, I don't, you know, I don't want to call them errors or mistakes. I just want to call them they're growing pains. They're, they're, you're building an audience. You're building a brand. So sometimes when, when you know, I don't know, uh, you're, you're, you've, got a, you've got what you think is your logo and somebody's using something a little bit different. You know, nobody is that in-depth or bought into your product or your brand when you're a small startup. And yeah, you can make an argument that, oh, all that stuff matters. But I actually find that it really doesn't when it comes to crowdfunding. Um, sometimes, you know, we've got a few tools that we use here where I just cannot create um, multiple domains so that the emails come off of a client. So they all come off of a, a, a domain we've created called kickizer.com. And that is a number one sticking point with clients. They're like, well, well what, if somebody, what if somebody sees that email? They'll think they won't know it's coming from us. Man, People just don't work that way. They don't think that way. They don't engage that way. Um, you know, I know I don't. If I signed up for something and I get an email and I read it, okay, cool. I'm not that in depth to where it come from, who it came from, where the bottom says, what the privacy reform is. They're just not diving that deep into it. They're not lawyers. They're not investigating you. They're engaging with you. So the other thing that, to kind of step back from this and, and, and something I felt like all day yesterday happened and I thought this would be a great place to talk about it was to always be thinking about the big picture, right? It's so easy to get caught up in, uh, I just don't know if I would word it that way or I just don't know if I'd say it that way as opposed to going, wait, did that person emailed you back? The, the, somebody emailed you on an automated message and wants to engage with you. To us, those are all opportunities. Those are phenomenal opportunities to create insiders, to create conversations. It's why we wrote the book, the, our, our branding book, the, the, 30, the, the You Are Your Own Brand, which has 32 principles in it. We, we talk about this stuff all the time. You know, so, you know, standing back and then, you know, we, we run a lot of contests. So in, you know, we have a client right now in two weeks, they've have, they have 1,200 people have signed up in two weeks. It's 600 a week. And out of there, we've, we've got open rates of 20, 30%. We've got people responding, telling you why they signed up. They're giving you information. We have another client who's filling out a survey. You know, we, we're sending out a survey. And within, you know, an hour and a half, we had like 20, 20 people fill it out and, and answer and give us such valuable data. That stuff is, is engagement points. They're, they're people engaging with you and your brand. And when it comes to crowdfunding, that's why we come back and we go, we want to find 100 of those people you know, that are engaging with you, that are going to back you on day one, that are excited for your product, right? They're excited to see your product get off the ground. That enthusiasm, you just can't take it for granted. And it's so important that when you're the project creator working with an agency to be focused on the big picture, not all, not sweating all the little small stuff. Um, there's another campaign that I'm kind of a outsider on watching right now where I've literally watched a, um, a, the project creator um, have such a fucking stick up his ass where he's literally on the launch of the campaign nickel and diming the email that's going to go out not the right logo not the right logo it's like dude the problem here is time it's the time issue it's all about time it's about hitting those people right when something is popping you know not oh was that the uh, perfect logo was that the right shade of green on that logo? You, you, you know you, you got cart before the horse syndrome so i encourage everybody to take 
what I'm saying from the, from the agency side, from, from the side of my job is to create engagement, is to look at that engagement and be open about it. Be, you know, email those people. Be, just be super excited that somebody is engaging with a product that doesn't exist. You know, you got to constantly think about that. So that's my word of warning from yesterday. Yesterday was a stressful day around here, around the woodshed camp. But um, let's flip from that into something that I'm kind of excited about. I think I want to put on a sand volleyball tournament or like a beach volleyball tournament. Did this back in high school and it was a blast. It was an all day, like Saturday, Sunday thing. And the teams, it was three on three and each team had to have a girl. So it's, you know, so it's nice and fair and even you can have three girls, but as long as you have a girl on your team, um, that way the, the tree trunks out there, the, or the, the big, the big trees who can spike the ball, don't gang up and win the tournament. But I think I'm going to put something like that together for the end of summer. And uh, I, I threw it around to some of the, some of the boys, Dwayne and Mitch, and they seem to like it all. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've slowly started investigating. I'm inspired by that scene in Top Gun, obviously. Um, and I know my body looks a lot like the guys in that. So I think a lot of women are going to be totally into, into that. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's what we're working on here. We're going to get a, a beach volleyball or a sand volleyball tournament started here in Farmington. If you're interested, shoot me an email. I'm probably going to make a Facebook group here soon. I'm going to try to get the interest going. Uh, and then we're going to try to get, you know, maybe five teams, five to six teams. So that, that's what we're working on, guys. Community building. Community building. All right. Enough of me. Remember, if you like the podcast, go and tell a friend. Leave us a review. Help us out in those ways. Subscribe. Be a subscriber so that each week you're getting these right into your phone. I'm right into your phone, right into your ear. Do that for me. Um, if you're thinking about running a crowdfunding campaign and you're concerned about how hard it is, because it is very challenging, shoot me an email. Reach out. Don't be a stranger. Um, you won't get any sales gimmicky shit either. You're just going to, we'll just talk. Sorry, I just hit my pop filter. I got so excited about that. But uh, all right, you guys ready to talk about underwear? Uh, oh, I didn't hear you. You guys ready to talk about underwear? All right, let's chat to Tommy from the from the other Danish guy company, and let's go ahead and reimagine underwear. Rock with me slowly. Make love to me. me through All right, Tommy, the red light is on. We are officially recording. So let's do a quick sound check. Let's start off with um you know, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I ate porridge. Porridge, what kind of porridge? Yeah, did you throw meat. anything in it? Did you spice it up at all? Did you, did you make it no, fancy? No, just just porridge and then just some coffee to eat. Yeah. Okay. Nothing is breakfast else. A big, is breakfast a big part of your uh, routines? Uh, not particularly. Yeah. So no, okay. actually, I'm very bad at that. So I I I need to remind me myself all the time that something must be eaten every morning. Okay. All right. All right. Good. All right. Well, I think we're sounding. I think we're sounding good. We're sounding nice and hot. How am I sounding to you over there? Perfect. I hear awesome. loud and clear. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's jump into it here. So, why don't you tell my listeners about your Indiegogo campaign that you're running right now? Actually, that's a that's a uh, fantastic project. Uh, that's first first Indiegogo uh, campaign uh, in my life. So it's it's quite fascinating. I I. Uh, to be quite honest, I didn't know what to expect when I when I started the campaign sure. uh, with my team. My team is is um, uh, about some 
bunch of experienced uh, guys in in data scientists uh, and 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 stuff like that. So, so they have had experience of of crowdfunding campaigns, but uh, I didn't. So, but I, okay. I, I was very much into it. Well, what is the campaign? I mean, my listeners don't know yet. So, what what, what are you raising money for? Actually, we we've uh, we've come up with an idea to to make the most comfortable underwear. Yeah, everyone everyone can claim that. But we are doing that uh, from uh, ocean garbage. So we're we're actually uh, doing it with regenerated nylon, and uh, it, it's it's kind of, yeah, it's it's cool stuff because. Uh, uh, I had a background in, in. I have a background in, in, in um, like a hard for seas, so to say. And uh, okay. when I when I started to run this company for for or run this business for for a couple of years ago, I already decided that if uh, the most comfortable underwear uh, is made out of synthetic material, like a technical or functional material, uh, mm-hmm. at least it should be uh, recycled. And uh, it took like 18 months for me to find out the right material, uh, which is actually made with uh, regenerated uh, nylon uh, from the discarded fishing nets. Wow. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so where is the idea for this born? I mean, where's that cocktail napkin sketch of you saying, I think I'm going to go ahead and be able to take uh, discarded fish nets and make uh, men's underwear? How did you tie? <laughs> I just that, don't know how uh, those two things yeah. all of a sudden just gel together while you're drinking actually, some coffee. Actually, <laughs> actually, uh, uh, I, I have background in in in, in business consulting or, or branding. I, I've been building brands for twenty years okay. uh, for for uh, other people, other companies, uh, but never had a brand on my own. And um, I decided, like ten years ago, that at some point that I will have. One of one of these great brands uh, on my own, and uh, uh, I didn't know what to do. So, so I, I had only three criteria: that first, no regulations, no no whatsoever regulations, no price regulations whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it needs to be a consumer brand, uh, which I which I can add uh, add value by branding because that's the only thing basically I can do. I can I cannot chew or I cannot craft anything or right. I'm not good at, at coding or whatever. And the third thing is that, that uh, it should be a, a, a fast-moving consumer good. And uh, a couple of years later, I was in, with my colleague in New York City uh, on a business trip. And uh, uh, to make the long story short, we were running in, uh, in the Central Park, the mo- early morning run, which was uh, in our bucket list. That it's okay, that's a must, <laughs> a must-do thing in New York. And uh, he was running in bad underwear, basically, and and, and uh, his ass was shaved, <laughs> like, uh, and, uh, and 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 he didn't say it though. So he just kept running like a soldier and uh and uh after an hour or so he's i i, I need to stop tommy I, I i really uh this but my ass is shaved and I, it's like a grill before the steak uh, <laughs> steak before the grill raw uh, yeah. and and so and uh what happened was that um, the whole week we were there like five six days and the whole week was basically uh the the the, the reschedules uh, according 
his ass because his, <laughs> with the sore ass it was it was in a real agony to him for him yeah. and for me as well because we were sharing at the time we were sharing the halter room <laughs> and he was applying those creams and lotions on on his butt like uh, uh, before my eyes and I was like okay uh, so this maybe I've seen too much and uh, this was all because his bad underwear and uh, right. we ended up in the in the in a private club in Manhattan, so lower Manhattan, because we, the, another thing on our bucket list was that we wanted to see how the stockbrokers and, and, and bankers get stoned, like afterworks. And uh, we had an access to, to, to a club, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it went quite uh, awkward because uh, at the time we were in the club already, so he decided it's a good time to, to go again and apply those creams and lotions. Uh, and uh, he went to ladies' room because the, the men's room was too, too smelly for him, which is actually, actually that's not surprising <laughs> because the, 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 such, uh, the, the, the guys' room are, are, like, smelly. But anyways, he went to ladies' room and got caught, really. Uh, the, the three ladies after him came and, and, and saw what I had been, like, a, uh, seeing that uh, I'd been seeing all the all the week, so they they saw that exactly the same scene going on <laughs> on in there, and there was a chaos in in the bar. So like the the, the ladies came screaming out uh, from the, from the ladies' room. Uh, that's disgusting, and and, and someone called the cops, and and, and like a the all so all of a sudden the music down. The, the voice is down and all, all, all quiet there. And I, I was sitting on a bar. So hopefully not, no one uh, thinks I'm involved in any kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, um, but then the barmaid just shouted to the girls that they're screaming there on the ladies' room door. And yeah, yeah, the other Danish guy is having some problems there. <laughs> so, and then, and after that, actually, it, it, it uh, it was a first, first was a joke, uh, but it morphed uh, uh, within the next year. It morphed uh, s- slightly more to an idea of, okay, how come there are actually lots of uh, perfect underwear, but they are rather boring. They are good, yeah. but they are boring, and, and uh, why don't we actually go into that business? ourselves and and uh, that's what that's what it's all started like it, it's sweet, three years ago that's a good story yeah wow, it's a good that's a great story yeah yeah, yeah that's but cool it, so where'd you uh where'd you grow up uh in finland uh, i'm okay. i'm, I'm, I'm there now? yeah i'm uh, so i'm in finland now right now okay yeah. and what like like uh what did your parents do when, when you were uh um uh, my father uh was a sea captain and okay. uh and I was basically born on seas. Really, oh. I, I was I was with him. Well, like we, the whole family was on the, on the ship as well. So we were actually cruising all over the world at the time. And that 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 comes from my love for the oceans and seas comes from there. Yeah. So and it's my my mother. Oh, she was a teacher. And, uh, okay. So, you know, so have you always had this sort of entrepreneur spirit in terms of like starting a company? Is that yeah. something that you... Yeah, it's kind of it, it has been, yeah, it has been like a, uh, 30 years already. Now it's like uh, someday I'm going to, I'm going to have my own, own, own business. And I've been running my own consulting uh, business like for more than 10 years now, but that 
it's still different to to do consulting than than to to build a brand. Make a brand, yeah, hundred percent. Well, and what what's like the you know for for our people here in America stuff like what's the entrepreneur vibe like there? Are there good resources in Finland for you know entrepreneurs and, and startups? Actually, it's good. It's good. I think it's world class. Really, it's it's rather easy to start. Uh, start a business here so it it, mm-hmm. it only is so hardy bureaucracy and uh i think the spirit is is rather good and uh we're we're gaining we we've we've like a uh so uh in terms of of entrepreneurship we we're, we're we're a young culture because mm-hmm. it was only 30 years ago that we had a yeah we have always had this great neighbor Russia here, and uh, and it was uh, basically the companies before nineties. Uh, uh, they were actually uh, doing bilateral uh, business with hmm. with uh, Soviet Union. So it, it was not not that kind of an entrepreneurship, like because the 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 the, the deals were settled in some political discussions, and that's it. Sure. And uh, there was hardly brands that uh, right. could could travel abroad. About that, wow. yeah. That's cool. And, and how much, like, have you personally like taken advantage of any of these sort of resources? Yeah, actually, so we have. Uh, um, I'm, uh, our company is part of some uh, or, or a member of some association, like a, like a online communities and, and stuff, mm-hmm. where we can share share the experiences and stuff like that so that's cool, that's cool. yeah so so when you're you know when you, after the the great story you told and, you, and you're uh you know you're, you're realizing that you're gonna go out and make a, a men's underwear that doesn't do <laughs> what just what you just described yeah you know, what, what was kind of like the biggest roadblock or biggest hurdle um that you had to overcome to uh to get the product out uh the production itself uh, because it, it uh even if i had uh people around me that that uh, have experience in that field so that it was like a uh, we thought it was it would be easier to just to, to get some samples and yeah yeah that's good and and let's let's get the production rolling but uh, at the end it was uh, even it's actually two or three components uh, where the underwear is made of so the, um, it, it's still hard hard to 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 get the actually the right quality the right partner and to get yeah. the re- reliable uh kind of a product uh, supply chain that okay can actually count on them that that they are delivering in time and in within the price frame and so on that was the hardest part and then that has had uh, so until uh until now it's an, to until today the, we've uh, New surprises every week. Okay, that that uh, it's 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 surprising when when you do with the, we have a production in Portugal, so it's in Europe, so it's easier for us and uh, that than it would be like in, in Asia or Southeast Asia or somewhere. Yeah. Right. So so maybe my uh, my follow up would be you know what's the moment that you knew you actually had something? Was, was there a moment where it just kind of all came together? Yeah, actually, it was. Um, um i can still recall it the the the, the day it was uh, uh two two and a half okay two two and a half years ago uh when i uh had this long winter uh behind me uh, because we have 
really long windows here mm-hmm. in Finland, so it's dark and, and so with basically nothing to do, uh, nothing else to do than the, just to create brands. No, anyway, so uh, and uh, and I, I, I got some business intelligence data for me, and I, I, I paid it like, like my my, you know, it was really expensive data. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe it's worth it. And then I was browsing the data. And uh, at the same time, I was like a, reading an article about uh, athleisure, that uh, how the rise of athleisure is actually going on. And and then all of a sudden, so I just it was all, all clear that uh, if there's a fashion line like Calvin Klein, they are they are they are very good at fashion, and they are uh, basically the, the their market share from the total market in in, in the world is like five billion euros like they, mm-hmm. they sell cotton underwear for five billions when i'm right. just uh, making it straight and uh and then then there is like under armor which is a performance brand and they, they are selling also their stuff like i don't know how much of their revenue is underwear but it, i think it's a lot because that that's what their roots are but right. anyways and there's a gap in the market that mm-hmm. something in between should uh, should be and 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 there there should be something in between and I couldn't find any brands that could fit in that in that position and okay right. when there's a gap in the market and when the market is growing and the business intelli- business intelligence data told me that okay the market is growing about like uh, up to three billion dollars uh, in in next five years so and and. Uh, in such situations, there's always room for newcomers, new players, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to just uh, come up with the, with the different strategy and then and, and uh, um, skip the uh, kind of a retail uh, business and uh, do direct to consumer uh, through right. online uh, because uh, basically they are in Europe there are hardly any brands i know there are me and and mac weldon and such like uh, tommy john uh such brands yeah. like that in 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 states but in, in europe and worldwide there's still plenty of room for for new right. players so that was all clear in in one day so okay, that's what we do and that, that's what we're gonna be that's sweet it's, uh so so now that you've got kind of all this data and you're looking at it and you can see the, you know where you could fit in the market, how does Indiegogo um, come onto your radar in terms of going to crowdfunding to uh, to raise the capital? Uh, it was like a uh, it was like a uh, uh, actually chain of coincidences, really, because uh, we're uh, it was obvious that the, that the European market or, or or the Finnish market is too small for us, and then it. It's not worth it to just to launch a brand in, in Finnish market and hope it will grow some mir- miraculously uh, during time. And uh, uh, there was one one Finnish brand uh, on Indiegogo. They were actually selling the kind of a headphones, uh, and then they raised about one point eight million uh, dollars within their campaign. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, because Finland is so small, and, and and basically we are not all relatives, but we we know each other very well. <laughs> right. So through one or two people, you can get anyone to any on phone. And uh, so I called the marketing director of of, of that uh, that brand that uh, 
uh, quiet on this brand called and I called her uh, and uh, she kind of advised yeah it's a, it, it's like don't go there and and expect to raise a lot of money but uh, uh, f- consider the Indiegogo campaign as a market research if there's attraction in the market you can find out easily because you get you can never get that kind of a feedback uh, or you can get it but it, it takes years to get it on on the European market because Indiegogo they have so much tra- they have so much traffic on that on their website. So now right. if if you go there and uh, put your goal set your goal like a very modest so don't go with the, like a yeah yeah we're gonna raise five hundred thousand dollars there but uh, you can get lots lots of insights there and then and it's okay that's a good point and 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 another point was that uh, to to uh, in order to launch a new consumer brand in the world uh, uh, nowadays uh, and avoiding using like mainstream media television such uh, one of the best ways to launch it was uh, and is I, I think really is that the crowdfunding uh, platforms because people are they are the early adapters yep are actually browsing there and if they see something interesting you can easily get okay uh get launched and of course it needs it requires pr and and such such stuff but but yeah it has been a good experience for us that's cool that's cool so well let's flip over to just some actual kind of strategies around this so you mentioned that you you know you still have to do some pr i'm losing what was like an overall marketing strategy uh, yeah Sorry, I, I I couldn't hear you. I was, oh, I'm sorry. The line was very Yeah, I was just asking, what was some overall strategies um, for marketing uh, when you launched the campaign? Uh, we had a we we had several uh, strategies and and options to to, to go, and uh, we started one that uh, actually uh, we 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 knew and we know who's or because we've been selling the 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 garments the first kind of line was launched uh, already last August and uh, we've been selling like uh, almost 10,000 pairs already by, by before the campaign so we we knew that the, who would be our target uh, uh, the consumer and uh, so we wanted to go after and see uh, whether the, the, the audience is the same uh Globally, or or whether the audience is the same in 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 US than it is in Europe, mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, because the, our price point is is rather high, we are we are on the Calvin clients level, so it's a, we're premium. We we tend to be a premium brand, and uh, it's not very easy to to go with that with that strategy, but we, we've been sticking to that. Uh, uh, even even if we got feedback from from some consumers that yeah, yeah you, your product might be good and that your cause is good and and you you you're very sustainable and ecological and such stuff but but your price point is too high so we right. we but still we our strategy is to to find those uh, consumers that are willing to pay more for for good so really good pair yeah. of undies yeah that's good. Yeah, that's good. So when when you're looking at um, 
you know, kind of the, the strategy. Did you focus on a social media, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, anything like that? Uh, social media, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Facebook is our our main main uh, channel for for the mm-hmm. yeah. And did you did you do any like pay per clicks or anything like that, or you just go try to go organic as much as possible? Uh, organic as much as possible, and then then we yeah we we we've hired a PR agency in 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 the states and in UK. So and uh, in order to get, gain more brand awareness, because that that's the hard part, really. Yeah. So that's interesting. So what was kind of some some conversations around needing an agency or thinking like you needed one, and and then what were you kind of looking for in, in that uh, in that relationship? Actually. Uh, because we are uh, we are first we are in a different time zone than, than U.S. Like we have ten hours mm-hmm. uh, ten hours uh, time difference uh, uh, between like West Coast U.S. and so uh, so we needed someone to to be present because otherwise we would be here like twenty four hours a day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the other uh, uh, the most important thing or even more important thing is is that uh, a local a local partner a local agency is is more aware what people are really talking what's what's going on in that kind of a uh, in the culture and then know what what really is there a bus around something Mm -hmm. and uh, so that was the main reason for that and uh, of course uh it's always a pleasure to work with professionals because professionals know people and they they know the uh, journalists and editors and, and 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 people like that and they can actually pitch uh, do that uh, them directly. Yeah. And, and ha- has there been good press outreach so far on this? I mean, have, have you been getting? Uh, I, I feel actually, like you've had a great story. Yeah, actually, we we've, um, could have been more. <laughs> Yeah, well, it always could be more. Yeah. Always <laughs> yeah. could be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have we have some good good uh, outreach and, and and the negotiations going on, and uh, like we are expecting the major breakthrough in in PR still. So we have had some releases in in in, in small medias, and and some bloggers have found us and and such. And uh, of course, in Finland, we have uh, the press coverage has been overwhelming. Small country, yeah. and uh, I think uh, it has something to do with the, with the fact that, uh, uh, that this nation uh, wants to be proud of of the of the sons of it to that to actually. Yeah, I, I, conquer I agree. The world. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to a couple a uh, couple campaigns that have that have uh, been from Finland, and they all say the same thing. It's just you yeah. get support. You you know, which you don't get here in the states. Nobody cares about your product. <laughs> Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's still it's a hard game still. But because you first need to do something abroad, because yeah. if you start in Finland, uh, there is uh, I don't know if the other Finnish uh, companies have told you, but that there is uh, this was one uh, major thing which is ruling in our culture is envy, because people are really. Uh, jealous about the successes of other people or other companies here. So, uh, and uh, it needs some coverage abroad first, and then the Finnish media will start. Uh, uh, to, to, okay, yeah, yeah, we knew that already uh, the, yeah. from the beginning that they, they, those are going to be huge. So, right. Yeah. So still, still got to play a game. 
Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. A that's cool. So what does scale look like then for your company? Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Though. So um, uh, it's huge. Actually, the whole, if you mean the market size, it's huge. There's a lot of guys out there. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of guys out there. And then everyone, like I mentioned very early in this interview, that, that everyone can claim that yeah yeah we do the we make the best underwear in the world, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, this is a competition of brands, and uh, uh, within this uh, 110 billion dollars market, uh, I think there's a, there there's some room still for for an excellent brand, uh, because uh, first of all people love stories and uh, stories. Uh, uh, Actually, gain traction there. They, they are, and then people want to buy uh, stuff from brands that resonate with them, their own, with right. their own values. And um, uh, I think I, I strongly believe in that that fact. So if, even if the market is very crowded, so we we want to be the best brand, and uh, to 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 that people can rely. Uh, uh, if you get in in five years, we have a goal that we we are uh, we are uh, trying to achieve the three hundred million uh, euros mm-hmm. uh, revenue within within few years, like uh, three three four years. So right. that's the, that's the scale now, but, but yeah. it it can go further further on. We have. Um, we are first of all we are sticking on the first layer only. We we are not. Uh, creating any any kind of a parallel categories here because it's right. ca- category man- yeah a category management is it's that's a tricky business and that's ex- hard, that's so expensive that, that uh, hardly any company can 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 manage it and and it's it's a it's a, like a playing chess on on, on multiple levels yeah. so but we are focusing on just first layer so uh, there's I think there's pretty much to be done in that field still. That's cool. That's cool. So how about a little bit, we'll go back to you a little bit. Are there any um, people that you look up to in terms of mentors in your field that, that, um, or, or, or anybody that like resonates with you in terms of style and design that, that you take a lot from? Uh, I know everyone is saying that, but Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he has a, he, he he had a, such an impact on me. So that, that that he's one of the one of the because he's kind of a way of uh, of of taking care of style and, and good taste mm-hmm. uh, is is something to to admire and and something I don't want to imitate that because I I I I, I think I'm never gonna reach his level. But but anyway, so so. Uh, there are lo- lo- lots of uh, 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 actually mentors or, or examples for me. So uh, I personally look up uh, guys who are living now uh, in a Finnish company called Supercell. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a kind of a ga- game house that they they oh, they cool. yeah, and then they they kind of an, in in a they do a new way of. Uh, their way of doing business is is is, is gorgeous. I, yeah. I I mean, they're it, it's within their name, 
they have cells. They, their, their organization is very flat and people are independent in their cells and they can do whatever they do in, the, in terms of uh, deciding whether the game is going to break or, or make or whatever. And uh, I think uh, that kind of stuff I, I really look, look up now at the moment. So. Yeah, we look at board game, uh, any sort of game design too for how they're doing marketing, how they're doing um, brand yeah. awareness, especially in, in the crowdfunding world. They're just they're they're owning it right now. I mean, they're just how yeah. they relate their relationships with backers. They really really on the the forefront of crowdfunding right now. Um, exactly. So, yeah. uh, so I was also wondering, is there any um, you know, because again, you've got a campaign that's 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 doing well, and you've had a lot of mm-hmm. activity. Are there any tools that you're using that you would recommend somebody else use um, to help just kind of manage? All the plates that are probably spinning for you right now. Actually, if there if there were, I would I would recommend them. <laughs> but but, but there, there are actually quite few that uh, just it, it it just requires enormous amount of work. And uh, uh, I can I can um, recommend the backer kit because they are they actually and then but uh, but otherwise we are actually. We're not using any any particular tools in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just all right. It's it's good to know. And then, so you know, you've got about two weeks left, and then yeah. I know it takes some time for the money to drop. So once that money hits hits the bank account, what's your next step? Uh, to create the, uh, the to start the next thing uh, is is uh, the uh, first we uh, we have the, because the production is to, uh, is already going on, and we have. We have uh, purchased uh, the fabrics and, and all stuff. Uh, we go uh, we go further with the, with the uh, uh, sustainability thing and and uh, go probably I don't I, I don't know I'm not sure yet but uh, go for the ladies line for example there there has been some uh, some requests that that the ladies need. To, that as well, uh, but underwear too, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's more even even bigger market, but it's okay. It's very crowded, but uh, but yeah, we have lots of plans uh, to, to the fall and and to, for the next year. But but the really uh, in practice, the, the in practical, the, the next big thing is to, to start to prepare the Christmas time. Mm. And uh, starting from Black Friday and going on the, the call, all the Christmas sales, it's it's a high season for for underwear business. So right, that's because, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Tommy, where can people find out more information, uh, uh, kind of about your world and your bubble, what you're working on here outside of Indiegogo? Uh, they should go to our website. So basically, www.theotherdanishguy.com. So that there. That's, that's the other Danish guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Other, OtherDanishGuy.com, and that's how they can. Uh, and then from there, they can go on to Facebook and Instagram. I'm assuming you're on all those other uh, beautiful sites out there. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, they could be even even better. And then, uh, if we only had time to 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 do these updates more often, though, so they would uh, would be a beautiful craft. But yeah, Facebook, we're 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 trying to be very active there, and 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 uh, we're now. Um, uh, doing some some Instagram activities as well, so we're hiring a, a, uh, someone to to take care of that. 
Awesome. Well, Tommy, I appreciate you taking time out of your day in the middle of a campaign. I know it's, it's a busy time right now. And, uh, I know my listeners are going to be totally into this, uh, this really unique idea for, for men's underwear and, uh, really great stuff that you're working on. I, I thank you so I'm much. I'm using you again. Uh, yeah. So, sorry. I, I couldn't hear any word. <laughs> so, oh, I, I yeah. said thank you. Thanks for okay. taking time. Okay. Th- thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it was, it was pleasure, pleasure talking to you and then, and then thanks for the opportunity. No yeah. problem. All right. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Cheers, bye. So how about that conversation with Tommy? A lot of great stuff there. Great energy, cool guy. Uh, So if you're thinking about getting some new men's underwear, I would check out this campaign. He's still got eight days to go, so get on it now. Go get on it now. Back that project. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about too is at the during this um, this interview, man, we started to get a really big storm here, and like the inter- like it felt like the power was going to go, and the internet was being a little wonky, and it took it forever to upload the files. So that's why I ended this one a, a touch early because I was like, I just don't want to lose it because um, it just got really dark and windy here, and uh, so that's why I ended this one a little bit early. So. All right, guys, uh, I don't think I have another episode this week. Um, got a bunch of other stuff going on. So um, I'll talk to you guys all next week with some new episodes. And uh, I'll talk to you all later.
Oh, yeah.